My thing is, how are you mad at another nigga because your girl chose up? Just like same question as the girl. Like, like how you? Why you mad at the girl? Yeah, why are you mad at the girl? Like, be mad at your nigga. Be mad at your. Only time you're mad at everybody is if the person. No. The outside person knows. No. They know. They usually know. You know why? You know why? You know why? You know why I'm not mad at them? Because if you know and you allow yourself to be a part of it, your your person disrespected you more. Like that person doesn't owe you anything. Like absolutely, that person doesn't owe you anything. Regular decency. Like that'd be nice. It would be nice, but then it would be like. You would want everyone to be decent to you and not everyone is decent. So it's just like, it's just the life. It is, it's me, it's like rolling. It's like the craps. It's just like, you know, it's the, it's the thing about life. Now, what I will say is, no, no, what I will say is, if you are a friend, that is a different game. Now, if you, yes, if you are a friend, that's why. My thing is, my thing is, if you don't know this relationship and this man pursues you and you're like, I like this man too. <laughs> well, what, what do you owe that girl? Tell your man to stay at home. Just like it, just like if you were a chick. Just like if you were a chick. If your chick wants to go pursue another man, at what point are you supposed to be like my nigga? I'm mad at you. Like no, like, be mad at your girl for spreading her love. <laughs> tell her, tell her keep her love at home. <laughs> if you want to spread it for community, then hey. Alright, so this is the High Coast, right? This is the podcast. This is High Coast, nigga. The High Coast podcast. Welcome back. Alright, so look, we got our shot off time at 3.35. Got a count. We've been recording, so you guys can jump right in. It's a good solid 45. Solid 45. Relax, we got it. Got it. Alright, this is a special episode of High Codes. We're on the time crunch because Soundman has to go somewhere. He gave us the warning. I hope you guys can hear that on the intro. But have a special guest with us here today. My best friend, scholar, grad school student, beauty, just amazing persona, flower child, oh, just everything. Taylor's in the house. So, like Luke said, you're a grad student. Where, where do you attend school? Um, I go to Johns Hopkins University, oh. and I study clinical mental health counseling. Yes, slay black woman, slay! <laughs> Alright, so what that means for the black people that don't understand? Um, That's a good question. It means that I'm in school studying therapy. Okay. I want to be a therapist, and my focus is uh, people of color. Okay, so that's not just black people because y'all not y'all not at all. <laughs> We're gonna put that across all people. You know what I'm saying? I apologize yeah. for those that felt offended. Y'all not, <laughs> y'all not lacking white people are the most superior race. Definitely. We just had a conversation about race superiority, and we're not gonna get into that because this is about therapy. <laughs> we'll have Taylor on another time to talk about other stuff. That's my form of therapy, Charles. I don't care what you say. So oh my that gosh. That's my form of therapy. That let me know that I can make it. Okay. That lets me know that the white man is. Real I was whitewashing. <laughs> so it's just like, if that's what I use to help me cope, then nigga, let me cope. All right, talking about. Great point. Great point. Everybody has their own form of therapy, and I think that that's something that a lot of people don't pay attention to. Like, I'm studying expressive therapy. Okay, so when you say everyone has their own therapy, because it's funny, I wanted to have this episode because I was watching the show this 
this episode of Blackish, mm-hmm. and they were talking about therapy, mm-hmm. and basically they were saying how black people don't need therapy, or how black people for centuries, history, have however long you want to put it, have decided that they'll fix their own problems. They don't need right. therapy. Why do you think that? And like, what do you think? You say your your job, like you're studying to specifically work with people of color on therapy. Mm-hmm. Why do you think they don't get therapy? And like, what are you trying to do to like help that? So I think that the main reason why black people don't get therapy is because of like a historic concern about health practitioners. Health practitioners have always been predominantly white in this country. And black people have like a mistrust of white health practitioners for really good reason. A lot of people don't even pay attention to it, but like, look at the Tuskegee experiment. Black men were under the guise of being treated for health issues when really the doctors were just studying how untreated syphilis would plan out with these black men. And they were under the assumption that they were getting treatment, but they were really just in a study that they knew nothing about. That's like a historic thing that people have done to black people in the health and wellness world. And this isn't like the only study of its kind either. See now, this the, see we like 10 minutes into this joy and we more hard-headed than we ever been. This shit is real. We just got smacked too. So this, my mind is, my mind is going places now. Syphilis? Wow, wow. Okay, Crazy. see, I've heard of that experiment before, but mm-hmm. like... And this time never knew the, the, the depths of The depths, the depths. Yeah. So, all right, so that's like a physical thing, though. Like, syphilis right. is sort of like a physical. Right. Why, why, well, I can see why black people are sort of scared, but black people aren't really scared to go to their doctor. So why do you think sort of the therapy, the mental side mm-hmm. is what really scares black people? Mm-hmm. Well, well, black people have shown greater, like, they, they've started going to the doctor. Yeah. In mm-hmm. recent Definitely. years. In recent years. Definitely. But you know what else has happened recently in the health world? more people of color have become practitioners. So you always got to look at that correlation because there's like a mistrust. Regardless of if it's like you're saying like physical health or mental health, there's just a mistrust of people that are like, that they think is in a certain form of power. And a lot of black families have like family doctors as well. They do. They do. And also like, you know, it's culture not to put your business in the street Mm -hmm. as a black person. So that... I black think families are yeah. looking at it like, why are you going and talking to this stranger and that's, about business? I know we may have affected you, but damn, what goes on in the house? Stays in the house. No, no. So I understand why. I, I think that, that, at least for me, that's sort of how I see therapy. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of things in therapy come about is, is like it's personal to you, and what's personal to you right. is like your family, right? Yourself, mm-hmm. your career, all things that. Uh, ultimately affect you you have to share that Mm -hmm. so if you're sharing that with somebody that means they're now going to get like not just your life but other people's lives Mm -hmm. and sort of and people don't like that so how do you think black people get over that or is that something that's just going to take time I definitely think that it's something that's going to take time but I also think that it's important for therapists who are in the game right now who may not be people of color to get well versed on real issues that are happening within the community and understand why this black person might mistrust you and why they might not seek out therapy that often. It's definitely something that's going to take time for them to get there, but I think that you also have to break down the stigmas that come with therapy too. So we understand why black people don't want to go, but now we have to understand why some of the things that they believe about therapy are inaccurate. But, uh, but some of our distrust does also go back to like 
the misdiagnosis of ADHD Definitely. and ADD and all those other Definitely. things because they stand did a lot of that with mm-hmm. the public school system and that's mm-hmm. why it's a lot of distrust with that as well Definitely. so like does that play a part in it it definitely plays a part in it. I think that there's just, in general, this idea about therapy that, like, if you need therapy, then you're crazy. And that's really... How do, how do we debunk that myth, though? Because I say that in not just black people, but everybody. Mm-hmm. If you need to go talk to a shrink, if you need to go sit down with somebody, you're crazy. How how do we get change that? Because sometimes you just want to talk. Like, mm-hmm. okay... Even change that. What's the difference between just talking to, let's say, me and Mook are just talking about our issues and actually talking to a therapist? So a therapist has been taught different theories that work with different populations of people depending on what issues they're facing in their life. So a therapist might know that this Freudian concept would be a good thing to try in therapy with this person because of they're going through family issues where they might know that like experimental therapy where you do less talking and you're doing more action would work better with this population because of what they're facing. So a therapist just has a little bit more structure than the average person and they also don't have any ties to your personal life. If I talk to you guys about what I'm going through, you guys know the people in my life because you're in my life. So you'll make assumptions or you'll give me advice or feedback based on things that you already know. A therapist has no history with you, so they're only here for you to help you with your best interests. There's no, like, intimate attachment there. Now, that makes that makes sense, because I think a lot of black people in particular are just scared. Like, like you said, that whole thing about putting your business out there... You don't. You think maybe it'll come back, but right. the way you make it seem, and the way you put put it, we shouldn't really worry about that because this person really has no reason exactly. to sort of care about that baggage. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Uh, damn, this shit is eye opening, B. <laughs> shit is wild. And also, like, people think people give the therapist imaginary power that doesn't exist. Mm. The kind of practitioner that I want to be and the kind of practitioners that I believe are out there are people who are doing more listening than giving advice, to be honest, because it's not my job. When you come into my practice, it's not going to be my job to fix you. It's going to be your job to fix you. I'm just supposed to set you up with the tools to do so. I think that's what a lot of people go into therapy thinking too. Mm-hmm. After getting fixed, like the therapist is supposed to be the one with the with the voodoo. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the magical answers, yeah, yeah, and it's you know like no. It's like no. This is they're helping you realize who you are, so right. that you can be you. You can right. find answers for yourself. Exactly. exactly. Now, this is another concept that I've heard recently. Lately, recently lately, post traumatic stress syndrome. Post traumatic stress syndrome for Black people. Mm-hmm. Primarily, Black people who live in the ghetto. I've seen that. What do you think about that concept? And what do you think about just being black? Is being black, like, do you inherently have that? Do you inherently have that PTSD? You don't inherently have PTSD, but you're at heightened risk for anxiety, depression, bipolar, other mental disorders, because you're at, you have heightened stressors in your life. So you are born into a world that doesn't belong to you. Especially in this country. Especially in this country. So that's first of all. Now you have to do everything times two to be considered average. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's extra work that our white counterparts don't have to put in. 
So knowing that you're working harder, that you have to work harder, is going to come with anxiety, and anxiety is natural. It doesn't mean you have an anxiety disorder, but it means you're predisposed to this already because of your sociocultural position. Mm-hmm. And anxiety at that age would probably be OC. Yes. Right. So how how do we tell the difference? Because stuff like depression, like some people, I, I see this conversation a lot. Mm-hmm. People swear that they know when someone is depressed or mm-hmm. when they don't know someone is depressed. Mm-hmm. I can't. I wouldn't know. I've, I've heard so many different things about like there's these signs. That I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. How are you able? Not a, maybe it maybe this is the wrong question. Not maybe how you're able to tell, but just how does that work? Like how do these different anxiety, depression, how do you sort of see these things and how did, how does it work? So one of my number one pet peeves of social media is when I see this happen. When people are diagnosing other people with mental disorders. You don't have the capacity to say that this person is depressed based on a series of tweets or if we're talking about like a celebrity that you have an opinion on. You don't know them. We will never know them in full. So it's not on us to decide who has depression and who has anxiety or whatever else because you're not a Twitter clinician. That's not not something that exists. So for me, that's another reason that goes back to your point why is therapy better than talking to a friend? We're going back to that structure. For me, I'm taking a diagnosis class right now. We just talked about multiple personality disorders. Next week, we're talking about depression and bipolar. So we're learning how to pick up on certain cues, how people, A, lie about having something or heighten their stories, and then how to detect when someone isn't speaking up, but they're, but they're struggling. So it's just about like continuous study. So that's why I feel like it's not fair to get on Twitter and decide, oh, this person has depression or this person is dealing with this because you have to study the person to know really what's abnormal and what's normal for them. You can't impose your own idea of normalcy onto somebody else. Like, I keep saying this shit is riveting, but like every time (laughs) we get to a different point, I'm like, yo... That shit makes more sense. <laughs> I mean, because even people that are dealing with depression don't necessarily know mm-hmm. that they're depressed yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. some people don't even know that they were depressed until after the fact. Right. Yes. Yes. So, maybe another it's question. It's not always long term. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's... Sometimes it's after a trauma, mm-hmm. after something happens in their life. So, so it doesn't stay forever. When you hear things like, stop crying, like... Stop be a man about it. Stop crying. Mm-hmm. Get over it. Stuff like that. Like you say after sometimes depression happens after like specific trauma. So like something happens to someone. Shut up. Get over it. Like right. you know. Mm-hmm. How does that play a part in like the mental effect of people? Because I feel like a lot of men, especially black men, are prone to believe that you're just supposed to get over things no matter what happens. You're not supposed to cry. You're not supposed to right. cry. You're not really supposed to. Even when you show emotion, you're only supposed to show but so much, mm-hmm. but to this point. You know, how how is that you, from what you sort of seen, your, your eye on this thing, affecting black men? So, I think that it's affecting black men because these gender roles are so overwhelming and they're coming you're getting social cues from so many different directions and so people feel like the best way to defend themselves in a world that they might not really understand is to hide their emotions and so if you're hiding your emotions or you're not fully emoting 
then you're going to be in a position where you don't necessarily understand the world around you. You have like this mask on or glasses on where you see a certain shade of the world, that, but not all that's really there. And so it's affecting black men because in hiding their emotions, they're not healing properly. And that affects the people that they interact with, which is predominantly black women. Mm. Now, let's speak so. on it. No, no, no. Let's, let's speak on it because we just had this conversation literally 10 minutes ago before we got in here about this somewhat war mm-hmm. <laughs> between the male and the female species mm-hmm. called humans. <laughs> right? I thought it was fair. That way no one felt disrespected. Everyone right. is, everyone's the same. Right. Um, but especially because we're young, we're all in our 20s here, mm-hmm. black people. Mm-hmm. Is there is is it really a tension, as, as maybe it seems, between black men and black women? Or is this something... Oh, excuse me. Whoa. <laughs> that was a great word. That's a great word. That's a great word, bro. But the natural auto-tune was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> was like, Yo, what the fuck should say? No, no, it was a fly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that is, that sort of idea of a war or this back and forth thing is real? And if so, why? And then what do we do about it? So, I think that everyone's in defense mode. Everyone. Black Not men. everyone, but black, black man, men and women. Black, black women. Let's say on social media because that's where I see this discussed the most. Yes. Oh, no, no. Just before we get in further, is it... You can, if you can hit this there as well. Mm-hmm. Is it the difference between the social media and the real world, or is this all mm-hmm. in one and the same? So I think that social media and the real world are different, but people use social media, especially black people, to talk about what's going on in the real world. Because we don't really have the opportunity to have outward expression like other people do. So we kind of put that in a different medium. So that's kind of why we use social media. Not all of us, I'm not speaking for all of us. Everybody, but. A lot of people use it for that reason. So. I mean, black Twitter is a thing. Exactly. A very influential thing. thing. And people on black Twitter need to be getting their coins. But that's a different podcast. (laughs) But I think that there is tension, but I think it's because black men and women are in defense. Because you see all of these different spewings of men are trash, women always, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just like a back and forth thing. So I think people sometimes are trying to prove that they're not the woman you're describing when you're being an asshole. And then men are trying to prove that, like, you can't box me in. So everybody's just kind of, like, in this position where they're defending themselves and nobody's just really just being. I know it sounds really hippy-dippy, especially especially coming from me, but you just have to be present and not so focused in on everybody else's perceptions because if there's like people on Twitter saying black men hate black women and you love black women then you don't really have to you don't have to vouch for that yeah you don't have to participate in this conversation because it's kind of going in a negative direction anyway and once you see that I feel like if more people see that and stop feeding attention to the negative then they'd be in the better you know how destructive is social media to the mental health of people especially black people because we just talked about the whole black Twitter thing, how influential it is, mm-hmm. and all that. 
how is actually being on there affecting people's mental health, if it is at all? I think when you get to the comparing your life to other people's lives on social media, Definitely. that's when it can start fucking with you mentally. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's just me personally, like, I know a lot of, like, most of the people that we see on everyday Twitter. Like, I might not know you directly, but, but I you know, know. I know you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I know, like, I'm not saying everything you're saying is a lie, but mm-hmm. you're, or truthful. Or truthful. Mm-hmm. But you're living a facade. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I'm not saying that I'm living the most truthful life either. But it's just like my nigga, you're living a facade. Right. What's the difference between faking it until you make it, and then like living a facade and like is that me- is there something mentally wrong with that? If you're faking it till you make it, I feel like as though you had like. You're literally faking it till you make it. There's an end goal to this. Mm-hmm. Like, you're doing this for a, a legitimate reason. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm real life doing this because this is my end goal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A facade is where you're literally, like, you're talking shit about somebody that might make, you're talking shit like you're making six figures, but you're only making, like, mid to almost above halfway double digits. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's a facade to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what, that's more so where I'm at with it. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, but for what? Like, there's no reason for you to perk, my nigga. Like, you're, you're very, because it seems like you're very comfortable where you are because you right. have no aspirations in moving up to increase your pay crease. So at that point, it's a facade. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're faking it till you make it, that means you have an angle on your hustling to get somewhere. Right. So your aspirations don't seem like... Faking it till you make yeah. it is... That's actually more po- exactly yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say it's yeah, actually like more positive than the negative connotation that people give it mm-hmm. because faking it till you make it is speaking it into existence like if I don't believe that I can get this if I don't believe that this is my end goal it's not gonna be my end yeah. goal I'm moving in two different directions one mentally one physically so I think faking it till you make it can actually <clears throat> be positive like all right, this is a, a part about the mental conversation that I know if we were going to get to, but mm-hmm. I'm glad we did. How do you think the role of faith plays a part in, like, why black people have this sort of outlook on mental health? Mm-hmm. So, within the black family, there's a lot of, like... Mm, there's a lot of, like... Just pray about it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, focus your attention on God, and then this will happen. I am not going to say that focusing your attention on God isn't going to come with any benefits, because I personally don't believe that. But I think that you also have to do, in addition to pray, is really important. So, regardless of what your faith is, you can put as much as you want into that, but just make sure that you are doing something to supplement that looking to a higher power. I mean, I'm not sure. Because you have power too. The Bible that is like a man that does not work, does not eat. Right. So therefore, if you don't put in the work, you don't get blessed with the food in there. And no, and I, and, I, and I feel that from, but like, see, but that's sort of why I say I I just, I make the, the somewhat difference between the physical and the mental because I think with the physical, people can see that. People can see if I go to work, I get a check bring into church they there's something to that mm-hmm. it's harder for a lot of people to see there's something i don't feel right mentally i who do i go talk to 
how do I come back and then still go to church? Because a lot right. of people, like you said, they say pray on it. Mm-hmm. So talking to God is now the de facto like therapist. Mm-hmm. Like God is the therapist. And I'm not saying he can't be, mm-hmm. like she said. But I also think there's something to actually... Like you say, talking to someone who has worked, like it's their job to work out these things mm-hmm. with people. Like people, if people's job is to study science, why can't people's job be to study people? Right, exactly. And that's sort of what my sort of take is. Like I know a lot of church folks who don't fuck with this whole idea of therapy because it's like, why am I allowing you know something else to come in sort of like my spiritual? Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's it's even that serious. I think it's sort of like. The brain is a mental thing. Mm-hmm. It's a science thing. Right. Same way you would go to a doctor for a broken arm. Right. But it's just like at the same exactly. time, like church people, are, like they go talk to their pastor. About exactly. Exactly. And that's, to me, that's therapy, my nigga. Because mm-hmm. like, you're going, that's a middleman between you, you and. In some churches, it's actually called therapy. Therapy. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that, like, like you're saying, it can be people. It can be people's job to study people, also. But something that's super important for you to realize is that, back to the very beginning, everybody has their own form of therapy. Mm -hmm. So if everybody has their own form of therapy, prayer might be that thing. My only thing is just be open because most spiritual people believe that there's a reason for everything. And if there's a reason for everything, then why would I and other people who study the mental health of the people around us even exist? Why would this profession exist? If it was for no pur- like no purpose, <laughs> so it's important to know that like while you may have your own form of therapy, this is still founded in something. Mm. Mook is taking the wild long. Like, he may have just been, that was at least, like, 25 seconds. Yo, go piss is like, wow. All right, so is there any other things that you came, you, Taylor came well prepared, you guys. <laughs> Much more prepared than a High Codes episode is done. So we, we are thankful for that because, now nah, you guys are on our P's and Q's, and this is actually a great type of discussion. Are there any points that you have that you feel are important in this mental health conversation that we have not talked about yet on Hip Hit yet? Yeah, I really feel like something that I feel like it's my message to get out is that there is not a specific look to these mental disorders that you hear about. You cannot look at someone and know that they might be struggling with depression or anxiety or schizophrenia or bipolar. You don't know what it is that they're going through and you can't just assume that they look like they're going through it. So. You might know the happiest person or you might be friends with someone who constantly seems like they're on their A-game. But check in with people. Mm -hmm. That's like my main message. Because I'm studying clinical mental health counseling, so obviously I want to be a therapist. But I'm very much an advocate for mental health in general. So I think you need to check in with people. If you know people aren't going to be open to therapy, that isn't something that they want to do, that's fine. But talk to them. Mm, I was sure just about to ask you. What's going on in their life? How do you get to people who may be anti-therapy or just they can't do it? How, how do you reach those people? You just try. Simple I think that. it's really just that simple. Mm. I think you just open up. You plant a seed by letting them know that you're there if they need to talk. And they might not talk to you right then and there when you offer them that, but they'll know that they do have a resource in you. Mm. 
are some just like stigmas of just sort of therapy, especially in our community, that you think can be changed with just like sort of people just being more aware, just knowledgeable? That therapy looks a certain way. You don't have to come into the practice and sit on a couch <laughs> if you don't want to, or sit in a room or anything like that. Um, there's all types of therapy it, at like yoga studios. They have like expressive expressive therapy at different colleges. There are all types of forms of therapy. If you don't have the resources to those types of places, there's like online communities that exist for things like that. So I think it's just important for people to know that it doesn't have to look a certain way because sometimes thinking... Don't they have, like, chat lines, too? Yeah, they do. Especially if you're, like, dealing with depression, anxiety, whatever. They have, like, apps where you can, like, text a person that's constantly, like, on call just to have a conversation with you. And there are people that don't have health insurance who can't... Therapy isn't covered for them. Mm -hmm. So there are apps where you pay, like, $30 a week, which is a lot cheaper than what you pay out of pocket going to a therapist for a copay mm -hmm. or not a copay if you don't have insurance charge, for the yeah, whole thing so you know if that's something that you're interested in and if the internet is your thing apps are your thing you have ac access to those you have access to therapy that's real alright how much time we got left Sal man alright like oh no Good 20. Yeah, good 20. All right. So, since we, we didn't, I think we covered mental health yeah. quite quite well. Yeah. If you guys have any questions, we could do a part two. Okay. Leave yeah. a comment. Add us. What's your yeah. Twitter? Do you want to let them know? Wildflower Taylor. Okay. Like Tell them how you spell it, though. W-L-D-F-L-W-R Taylor. Spelled the regular. <laughs> With the Y. With the Y. <laughs> Sorry, not the regular. <laughs> Shout out to all the Taylors that spell it different. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> so, we've had we've had a lot of conversations on here. We've had a lot of conversations on here that revolve topics that men are not or men should not speak on. But we have dived anyway and spoke on them. <laughs> so now that we actually have a woman here, mm -hmm. we might as well get some of these you topics want me to off. Read you no, don't. Oh, please, do not read anybody because. I think we have been pretty well-mannered. Yeah. Will you not agree? You, yeah. you listen, right? Listen to the podcast. Thank you. We've been very well-mannered on these subjects. You have. That's what I'm saying. We've been very... <laughs> we've been quite well-mannered on this joint. Like, we even stopped ourselves with calling chicks the B-word. Yes. That's, That's what I'm saying. saying. So you know how hard it is to exactly. be high and to stop yourself from oh saying the B-word? I did, yeah. It shouldn't be that hard. I like, know. Okay. You're right. You know, that's not even... I don't... Listen, I'm not going to see it. Look, 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 look. It's the species. It's the chromosome, baby. So, shut up. What conversation we had was about rape victims and the truth about if they're not telling the truth. Now, we talked about it because we talked about Bill Cosby. I think it was like episode two or some shit. Yeah, it was too. And we were like, wow, we believe he did something. We do believe he raped somebody. There were women that it came out to be said that they did lie. Okay. And there were no, like, it was proven that they were lying. Not all, but there were a select few. Mm -hmm. How how should those situations be handled? Both from, you think, a legal standpoint and a social standpoint. 
not to bash women, but there was no, 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 no. I'm not gonna say anything. Every time somebody says something, they do that thing. So you're not gonna bash women. I'm not, but it's just saying that recently there has been a woman that has lied about rape. Okay. And she went to jail for it. She stayed okay. in that jail time. And okay. that's all I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> I was not defending none of my men. I mean, if you're lying, then... Parts at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the same with fact. And she if was you're not lying. black. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout out mm-hmm. to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not lying... I mean, if you are lying, if you're out here lying, there are consequences that come with that, period. <laughs> so... I feel like there are already... When you ask me legally, I feel like there are already laws in place that are put there for those people. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're out here lying about... Like, you think, like, it should be, like, a mandatory, like, but five years? Like, if you... Let's say you were convicted of lying... Know about time. Exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. determine the time that they need to be. No, because, like, I would think... This, this is my thing. If you rape someone, mm-hmm. I feel like... There's a time. There should be, like, a 10-year max. Like, a 10-year minimum. Okay. Right? For rape, right? Yeah, all bucks. right? Like, you should at least... Max is life depending on... Max is life depending on what? But I feel like there should be a minimum of 10 because, like, that's not okay. Like, because that's, like... Like, you can't... And they're, like, you stand can't parole out before you've done it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta do your time for... Like, there's certain offenses that I would... I would be okay with selling drugs. Doing other things. I'd be like, okay. But rape, assault... Other There's vi- no amount pedophilia. of community that you, you know can what I'm do saying. There's nothing that you can of, of, of raping someone, right. like because that's fucking crazy. Exactly. Don't, don't rape people. On the like, same, what the fuck? Exactly. On the same accord, you cannot openly lie about that, right? Because if I'm going to make the the sentence very hard about the offense, I gotta mm-hmm. make it. I have to make it at least somewhat yeah. as hard. Half as hard. Half as hard. So that's what I would say. Now, but it, but it's also but I only but I also ask you about socially because I feel like niggas get embodied to be like okay you see she's lying mm-hmm. and then it turns into this thing where it's like well not that many people lie about it's very it's really very hard. very very really few and so like and I think. You, eh, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's a very touchy thing. Because it's just like people don't even report rape. Exactly. For those same reasons. For those same, exactly. So it's hard for me to be very. And that goes back to like one of the topics on like episode two. It was just like Shorty didn't report Report it. And it was just like that was her boyfriend at the time. So Mm -hmm. it was just like, like you said then, it was just like, okay, that's It makes sense. It's just like, it's probably why she didn't report it. Right. It's like, you're right. Right. Because I didn't even think about that at the Mm -hmm. time. It's just like the fact that she thought about or fathomed the fact that she even got sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. To me, I feel as though she went to the proper, she should have went to To the proper proper authorities. Right. You know what I'm saying? But she found therapy, traveling the world, telling their story with son. So big kudos to her. Her. Yeah. But see, but like, even when you're like, when we're talking it out right now, it seems kind of like fucked up to be like, yo, it needs to be some sort of like minimum punishment for that because at the same time, there's women who are literally not going to come out ever because of the same sort of ramifications we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to have a woman on because I would like to hear what you sort of think about it. Right. So I agree that there, there has to be a punishment or there has to be a certain alignment between coming out and reporting the offense and the offender what they did mm-hmm. but I just feel like people don't care enough about statistics and with my background like we research everything to the point that research is annoying for me but I'm very good at it and mm-hmm. I think that it's important for people to 
pay attention to statistics. Very few people lie about this. Very few. And I'm gonna say, I think we should make that clear here. It's important, you know, to kind of emphasize that if you rape someone, you're wild as shit. Mm-hmm. And if we know you, people rape people. There's not a very few numbers to wild that. As shit. We but know people do that. If you lie about getting raped, you're wild as shit, shit. too. That's but true. not as wild oh, as a no, raper, no, 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 Like, you know, so I'm like, no, you no, have no. to... That's true. Like, I think that you... That's why I said, like, the censuses couldn't be the same. Right, exactly. It, it, could, it wouldn't exactly. be fair to be like, oh, yo, you get 10 years. No, because that doesn't make sense. Right. But I also think that there has to be some acknowledgement. But like you said, let's make it very clear. This happens very rarely. Like, yeah. this is not something that happens a lot. But in the fact that it does happen, mm-hmm. I think we... There also... The conversation has to be had. You cannot not have the conversation. Right. Something like Max 5, because I think Shorty... Max 5, right? Yeah. And, and you know what? And that's what I'm saying. Like, because you have the potential to ruin someone's life. Fuck that. You, you know, because There's no people, potential to it. Because yeah. once you... Are accused of rape. Yeah. Accused of rape. There's no really going thing. back. Yeah, right. once you... Like, even right. after you're There's done with that, you're a sex offender social, for the rest right. of your life. Yeah, exactly. Like, socially, even... If, no, no, even if you... Are acquitted socially. I'm here. There's people who are not going to forgive yeah. you for there that. There are jobs but that even won't people, hire you just even off some of people hearsay. That are acquitted. Yes, like they, they have, have to be registered. Right. Right. Because right. right. like, because if you're acquitted, then most times the people that are acquitted, they took a plea agreement. That's mm-hmm. true. But that's a part of their plea deal right. that they have to like. All right, my nigga, like you still got to register for a sex offender for the rest of your right. life. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, nigga, I might as well go to jail because mm-hmm. that's the same thing. I'm never going to get a job. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's like even if it was children or adults, my nigga like no matter where you work you're dealing with either one of the form of human that's true mm-hmm. so it's just that's like very true. I'm, I'm fucked Damn. wow okay yeah we don't really have answers to this one right no no okay alright so talk about something else? happy yeah okay <laughs> I was gonna say happy I was gonna not talk, happy I was gonna but talk about that goddamn Hendrix man I was gonna talk about the cheating oh cheating because we haven't we haven't talked about cheating with a chick we gotta check it alright let's do it alright Women, all women are cheaters, right? What? <laughs> what? All right, I got this theory. Listen, that's let, a terrible theory. Hear me, no, that's not the theory. Okay. That's, that was that's how I started you off. <laughs> that's how I started. That's how I start you off. I gotta get you. I gotta get yeah. you back from another conversation. <laughs> that if you allow, your chick will choose up. Like, like. What do you mean if you allow? Not if you allow. That's a wrong point. That if if situation presents herself, your chick will choose like just All Star Weekend, Vegas. So you're trying to say that if a girl's in a committed relationship and she goes to All Star Weekend, not saying that she's just going nine to, times out of ten she's going to choose. I'm not saying she's going to do and it we're nine not times out of ten. Fraction is nine out of. 10. I'm just saying. Wow. I'm not surprised. It's like a wow. cool chick shoes up. Just like, and listen, 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 listen. It's, it's not even just a chick thing. I think men are just as more capable. I think. What? What? I thought the t- direct TV came on. Oh, no. Fuck this direct TV. <laughs> shit on me. I think men are just as capable. Men and women are capable of cheating just as much. But I think that men are way more brazen with it. Like, they have no respect. And I think women are very good at hiding their cheating. I don't think it's that men don't have any respect, because I do think that some men cheat, but they love their girl. Oh, oh damn, we got to a better conversation I don't think than I could have thought of. it's a lack of respect, but Ooh, I think that men can be lazy. Me. What do you mean and men can be lazy? So when you're lazy, you're sloppy and 
what you're doing. But and that's how... But you don't think that takes some... You don't think laziness comes I'm not with, saying... with some sort of, like, I don't care? I like the there's a lack of respect in that moment, but I'm not. Ju- I'm just not trying to say that that means that there's a lack of respect in the relationship altogether. No, not altogether, but I'm saying, okay, put it like this, like, if you want to sort of surprise somebody so, of, for something, like, you, you go through, like, certain channels to make sure they do not find out. Right, right. If you are cheating, I would think you would go through the That's proper channels That's to make sure someone does not find out. So, right. a lot of times... There's, you know why I think women actually like care about their men and sometimes still cheat because they be actually trying to find ways not to let their man know. Like at least to me, it's, it just it just gets confusing it when seems like maybe you care a little more than the nigga who just gonna fuck her in your same bed that you're sleeping together. That's well, that's what I and that's what I'm saying. Like I, I I haven't heard of too many women. Like I've heard of a few, but I haven't heard of too many women who have been openly being able to be like, yo, I'm going to. Fuck someone in the same bed that I sleep with this other man in. Now I've heard of quite a few niggas who've been like, and so you know that's where I get this logic from because it's as simple as that. Like, how much do you care to not get caught? It's just that you're always you're always gonna get caught in a loop though because you're trying to explain something that's just wrong. So in trying to explain something that's already incorrect. What about? You're just gonna get caught in a loop. What if I told just you? Just don't cheat. What if right? I told you that monogamy is wrong? What if I told you that? What would you say to that? I would say I'm it's monogamous. Only like three I would say I'm monogamous. So. Yeah. <laughs> like Shout out to the boyfriend. <laughs> Shout out to the boyfriend. Same three points. Cheat on your boyfriend because what? No, no, this is a cheater, cheater for his own, except for Mr. I steal your girl. We're not gonna speak about him. Oh, you know, you know, can we talk talk about that? Back in the day, and they're not talking about Mook, not talking about Mook or Sosa the God. We're talking about the sound, man. Back in the day, Perfect. We can, we can end on this. Back in the day, the sound man used to be Mr. Steal Your Girl. Like, he would literally look for chicks with boyfriends and oh try God. to scope them out. They found me. Wow. Can I tell you this one story? I can contest. I, don't even I can want to contest. Say your name I, no names. I, want to protect. I can contest to the fact that what? they found him. They found him. No, no, no. I can contest to that. This can we talk crazy. about the shot? Which one was the one shorty who worked at, like, the Foot Locker? Oh man, he's taking it back. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. We're not gonna say her name, but she worked at the Foot Locker. She worked at the shoe store. She had the band. Just though, Sound Man was. Sound Man used to be a savage back in the days. Hide your girls. Hide your wife. I know how I want to wrap it up. You know how you want to wrap it up? Yeah. Let's bring it back to mental health. Okay. You guys. Okay. Chuck and Luke. Okay. Tell me a self care practice that you're about to start doing. I don't even know what a self care practice is. Hold on. Something that helps with your. With your wellness, with your mental health, anything. Oh, oh watching I mean, more. Oh no, sports, I've been, I've been meditating. 
Yeah, low key. Like I just keep certain shit like that to myself. Cause mm-hmm. I don't like certain people like getting into what I do. Yeah. But it's just like it's time like certain scary. times a day. It's just like I step out. Like I, I like to be outside too. Like awesome. Like I need to be outside, breathe the air, things mm-hmm. like that. But I stand and meditate. Like I step off and like I need like ten minutes of silence. Daily. Daily. I That's need great. it. Like I stand like because I like I'm the type of person like I get lost in my thoughts because mm-hmm. like my mind is always racing. Right. So it's just like I need. I need that quiet time to like sort out the thoughts and to like put them in order. So that's what I do. Like I I stand like step ball, get 10 minutes of time, silence to myself, no TV, no music, no nothing, just me. And I just be cool and I close my eyes and just breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Mook already has his self-care breakfast. Wow, okay. What's What's mine? Or one that you want to start implementing. We can't say smoking weed. Because I used to, I used to, you can. I used to think, for no, me personally, we fake meditate. I used to, we used to we do this thing called gathering our thoughts. Yeah. Every time we smoke weed, it takes five seconds, and we're five minutes, and just sort of just like, just mm-hmm. chill, not think about anything, you know, just sit there, mm-hmm. think. But you know what, another thing I've been doing lately? What? Low key, I've been waking up before the sun comes up mm-hmm. and watching the sun come up. In New York. When, so I wake, when I wake up in the morning, perfect. I've been waking up like, at first it was because I couldn't sleep. I would wake up at five, but then I slept through the night. Like a couple days, I was like, I like seeing the sun come up. So yeah. I wake up around like That's six-ish perfect. and I watch the sun come up mm-hmm. and then it's a new day. It's, it's funny seeing the day go from, well, the night go from... Mm-hmm. Night to day. Yeah. And so that's, in reverse. Exactly. So, so that's what I do. Good. And what you'll notice is that days that that doesn't happen, you will see a difference. That is true. I've been on break and I haven't been doing it as much. Mm-hmm. And then there's a fundamental yeah, difference. Yeah. You'll see a difference. So just keep keep it keeping on. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Can we get a group hug? Like no matter the time of day, I think get that in, but yeah. Can we get a group hug? <laughs> Make sure you know the rules. Gotta understand that this was the plan.